0: We're gonna worship the King. We're gonna praise his name. We're gonna lift up holy hands. We're gonna worship the King. We're gonna worship the King. We're gonna praise his name. We're gonna lift up holy hands. We're gonna worship the King. We're gonna praise him in the morning, praise him in the night, praise him all day long. We're gonna lift up the mighty name of Jesus. Hear us singing this song. We're gonna worship the King. We're gonna praise his name. We're gonna lift up holy hands. We're gonna worship the King. We're gonna worship the King. We're gonna praise His name. We're gonna lift up holy hands. We're gonna worship the King. We're gonna praise you. We're gonna praise you in the morning, praise you in the night, praise you all day long. We're going to lift up the mighty name of Jesus. Hear us sing in this song. We're going to worship the King. We're going to praise His name. We're going to lift up holy hands. We're going to worship the King. Lord, we just come in your presence this morning. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for being with us. We know you are here, Lord. above up holy hands, we're gonna worship the key. We're gonna lift up, we're gonna lift up holy hands, we're gonna worship the key. Lord, we praise you. It is all about you, Lord. Just empty us this morning and fill us with you. God, we thank you for just giving us this time to stop and sit at your feet, Lord, your words that will come to us today. I pray that your anointing would fall fresh on Pastor Larry. Every word spoken out of his mouth will just burn into our hearts. As we lift up our hands, will you need to see as we nothing worth more that will I
1: join our hearts and our voices in worship to you in song. We thank you for that privilege. We do not worship you for ourselves. We do not worship you so that we feel better. We worship you because you deserve it because of who you are. You are the sovereign Lord, the glorious God, the creator of all things. You are holy 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 and you deserve every bit of our worship and we give it to you freely lord and we hope that our worship came up to you as a sweet smelling savor and lord we ask you to accept our worship now as we give to you of our tithes and offerings we give to you because we trust you because we believe what you say when you tell us that you will meet all of our needs according to your riches in glory the inexhaustible riches that are in christ jesus and so we give to you and we ask you to bless our tithes and our offerings and gifts give us wisdom lord to use them to expand your kingdom may your kingdom come may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in jesus name amen amen couple of things that we need to do before we, um, before I bring the message. Um, number one, I uh, thank you, Tim, for putting that up on the, on the screen about the men's fellowship. I forgot to announce about the men's fellowship. Uh, the men's fellowship will be at the house on, uh, at our house on Thursday night, and um, uh, we're going to try to have a, a, a video to view, and then we'll talk about it. Um, we have, uh, we have food for Wednesday, for Thursday night. Uh, food will be at six o'clock and uh, we encourage you to be there then have have something to eat and we'll uh, we'll look at the the video the video is longer than what we can look at in one s- session so we'll look at part of it and then we'll look at the rest of it the next uh, the next Thursday when we meet but uh, uh, for gentlemen I hope that you will uh, you will come and be a part of that on uh, on Thursday night okay the second thing that I need to to do is next Sunday uh, after the service we are going to need to have a short business meeting with the with the congregation with the with the membership okay so uh, I need you to plan for that because we just need to have one there's something that has come up that we just need to talk about Um, I we we could have done it today but I know today's Mother's Day and people want to they want to go out and and be with you know I understand that and so we we didn't do it today, but we are going to do it next Sunday. So please put that in your schedule, uh, and any plans that you may make for after church, let that include being um, being here. Okay. Um, so we um, just want to let you know that. Okay. It's Mother's Day, and we want to honor uh, we want to honor our mothers. And so um, I'm not going to ask the mothers to stand right now. We're gonna we're gonna pray for you in a minute, but um, we, have some, we have some flowers for you, and so uh, I just need a couple of volunteers. A couple of volunteers. A couple of volunteers. I'm looking for children. Young people, children. Yes. Come here, sweetie. Anybody else want to volunteer? Okay, Gracie. See, now you're getting the drift of things. The children are rising up, and they are coming forward, and they are, all right, there you go, all right. So here's what I want you to do. I want you guys to, um, you want to help them, mace? You want to help them to get the flowers and things out so they don't get, uh... she's a mom? Yeah, she is, I know she's a mom. I, uh... <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> um, All right, you guys just kind of line up here and walk straight forward. Mary will give you a, we'll give you. Yeah, we're going to do that. Just go ahead. Line forward here. All right. Let's just bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, Father, we come to you today and we thank you and praise you for for mothers and for uh, how you have designed and how you honored uh, women in the Bible you honored them and they deserve to be honored and Lord, we just thank you for mothers and what they do and what they literally what they go through to have a child and then Lord, for the love that they show that their children and the responsibility that they take upon their shoulders to raise the children and to, uh, and to put into them uh, and instill in them uh, a moral compass. They instill in them through their, through their actions and through their lives so that the, the children can see the love of the Lord Jesus Christ in their hearts and in their lives. So we thank you for the mothers that are here. We honor them, Lord. We lift them up. They, they deserve to be revered for who they are and for how you have designed their role in, in our life and in our culture. And, uh, and Lord, we, we want to pray a, a special prayer this morning for, for Jill. Um, and Lord, we know that, uh, that on this Mother's Day there is sadness in that family because Lois... Um, has has passed away but lord we know that this morning as she closed her eyes for the last time that she was ushered into the very presence of the lord jesus and for that lord we thank you for the gospel of jesus christ that is the power of god unto salvation to everyone who believes and lord we just pray for that family uh lord as they um as they grieve over the loss of lois um May they also, in the midst of that, may their grief be coupled with the knowledge that that she is in the presence of the Lord. And we thank you. Lord, open our hearts and our minds and our spirits today to receive from you what you have for us from your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This morning, I would like us to, if you're going to follow me in your Bible, uh, uh, you can turn to Romans chapter 1. As always, the the words will be on the screen. (coughs) And uh, we're going to spend some time in Romans over the next next several weeks. Um, It is one of the most powerful books in the Bible. um, And... um, I think there's some things in there that we just need to uh, be reminded of, and so we're, we're going to do that, but we're going be, to begin today in Romans chapter 1, and uh, there's, a, there's a place that I want to go in here uh, today, and we're going to get there in a moment. I didn't want to just plunk down in the middle of the context uh, somewhere. I wanted to try to pick it up, so we're going to begin in, in verse 14. where where Paul's writing to the Romans in uh, in Rome that have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And he wants to go. He's been wanting to go there. He's been wanting to, uh, and he says it, I've been wanting to come to you so that I might impart to you some spiritual gift that will help to make you stronger. As a matter of fact, he said, I want us to mutually encourage one another uh, in our faith. And... Uh, He says, I've been wanting to preach to you. He says, I'm obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. And that is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are at Rome. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. Okay? You see, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is what saves people. You can, you can live an exemplary life in front of people and you can, as St. As, um, Francis of Assisi said, uh, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. That's true. You live your life in front of people. You, you live a life. You allow Jesus, the, the Spirit of God, to live the life of Jesus out through you. And it... It should and it will attract people to Jesus. But just simply being attracted to you and the fact that you are living your life according to to Jesus and the Spirit of God doesn't mean that that's, that's not what saves them. The Gospel is what saves them. The Gospel is a transforming power. You cannot come in contact with the Gospel of Jesus Christ and not be transformed. Okay, People who say that they have been in contact with the gospel and there is not a transformation in them are not speaking the truth or they have believed a gospel that isn't true. And, and Paul talks about that in another, in another book that he writes where he says if anybody preaches a gospel other than the one I've preached, it's a lie. And folks, i got to tell you, there are a lot of places, around, I don't know, I, I can't speak for around the world, but I can certainly speak to some of the things that are going on in the United States. Folks, there are Gospels being preached in the United States that are simply not the Gospel of Jesus Christ. They just simply aren't. And I'm not naming names, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything, that's not my my job here to name names, but I'm just telling you, there are people out there that are not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they're calling themselves Christians, and they are packing in the people to listen to the gospel that isn't the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the gospel they're preaching is the gospel the people want to hear. Not the... The gospel they should hear but the gospel they want to hear paul speaks to that he says they will they will bring to themselves teachers who will scratch their ears that's not where i'm going today i'm just threw that in for extra okay it is the gospel of jesus christ and paul paul uh explains the gospel in 1 Corinthians 15 he says, the gospel I preach to you is this that Christ died according to the scriptures that he was buried and that he rose again according to this on the third day according to the scriptures that is the gospel of Jesus Christ Paul said if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel that I'm not ashamed of, that Paul's not ashamed of, I hope you're not ashamed of, and that's the gospel that will save people. That's the gospel that transforms people's lives. We go on. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Now the righteousness, this righteousness began back when Abraham, the Bible says, Abraham believed God. Okay? The Bible says Abraham believed God And what did God do? The Bible says God credited him with righteousness. Okay? He literally declared Abraham to be righteous because he believed God. And today, our righteousness is from faith. The writer of the Hebrews, which many people believe was the Apostle Paul, and I, I, that's not something that I would even argue or, or want to argue now. Many people give Paul the, the authorship of the book of Hebrews. In the book of Hebrews, it says this, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. If, if someone were to come to God, they must believe that he exists and he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him so there is a there's a diligent seeking when when someone believes that god exists they may not understand god they may not understand who god is they may not understand what god is like but they they see that there is a God they realize in their spirit that there is a God and they begin to look into it now they can't see God with their eyes but by faith they begin to pursue God they begin to seek out who this God may be this God will reward them diligently he says if you seek me you will find me he will not hide himself so Faith is what what we use to find God. And without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Now, we're going to get... That's just a little bit of the background because now we're going to get into what I I really want to speak of. And before I get to this part, I want to say a few words about this. we're about to enter into a passage of Scripture that many Christian people will use to... Oh, what's the word I want to use? To lay judgment and condemnation and and God's hatred upon people who practice homosexuality. We're going to look at this passage of Scripture. And here's what I want to say to you. If that's the only thing that you can come out of this passage of Scripture with, you are not reading it in the Spirit. I'm not saying... I'm not saying it's not in there. But what I'm saying to you is that any... Listen to me. Listen to me. Any true follower of Jesus will not hate or condemn someone for the lifestyle they're in. They will love them with all their heart with the idea that they can be transformed by the Gospel of Jesus Christ. If we don't believe that the Gospel is powerful enough to reach down into the utter depths of sin and rescue people, that's not the Gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is able to save the very, the, what did Paul say in, later on in Romans? We'll get to it in, a few, in, in a several weeks. He said where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Folks, if I don't believe that, I just got to, you know, I, I got to quit doing what I'm doing. If I don't believe that Jesus, the gospel of Jesus Christ, if I don't believe that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ can't reach down and save the, the, wor- the worst of sinners, no matter who they are, murderers, thieves, child molesters, it doesn't matter. If, the, if I don't believe that the gospel of Jesus Christ can reach down into the depths of their spirits and rescue them and change them and transform them, I'm done. I got no business doing this. But I have to believe because the gospel is for everyone, no matter who they are. Now, here's what I want you to see the wrath of God, Paul says, is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Now, he doesn't say in there, they don't know the truth. He's saying, they do know the truth, but they suppress the truth. And in suppressing the truth, they live out that, what they have done, and it results in wickedness. Any kind of wickedness. Now, before we, before we climb up on our white horse to ride off into the sunset as champions, I want to just tell you what you need to do is read about the first... Uh, half a dozen verses in Romans 2. We're not going to do that this morning. You can do that later on when you get home. Read the first few verses of chapter 2 because in there he says, you who judge, you have a problem. I'm just going to let it that. You read it yourself. You see, even in the church, even among believers in Jesus Christ, We can have people who know the truth, but they suppress the truth because they don't like the truth. They don't like the... You see, we we have people who will call themselves Christians who will read the words of Jesus in the Gospels and say, that's too hard to do. He has to mean something else. He has to be talking about some other way. And they go on living their lives in direct opposition to the things that Jesus said. Why? And how do they do that? They suppress the truth. You and I, as followers of Jesus Christ, have got to be willing to read whatever He says and whatever the Word of God says and say, this must be the best way and I want to walk in it. And if we refuse to walk in it, Folks, we are no better than the people that Paul is talking about right here who suppress the truth. And by suppressing that, you cannot suppress the truth and walk in holiness at the same time. Hello? Hello? You cannot suppress the truth and walk in holiness. Listen to what he says. I don't know how that happened, but anyway. Okay, so the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godliness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. Listen. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities... His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. I want you to listen to those words. I want you to hear what Paul is saying here. People will will often, when you are sharing the gospel with them, they will often say, well, well, what about the people in the middle of the jungle of Africa or the middle of the jungle of Brazil? What about them? How, how, how come they're not... Really? You're going to use them as an excuse for you not believing in the Gospel? Right here, Paul is telling us that the, that those people have a... They, it has been made clear to them. It had, do you, see, you hear the words that He's using? you hear the words He's been using? His, his eternal power and His divine nature have been clearly seen. Being understood. See, in the earlier verse He said, He has made it plain to them. What's he saying here? People can look around and see the glory of God. They can see that there is something that is, this this place didn't just happen. There wasn't just a big bang. There wasn't, you and I did not come from pond scum that evolved into a monkey and eventually us. Okay? If that's how you want to run your ancestry, go ahead. I was made in the image of God. See. So he says here when the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. All you have to do, you cannot look at the creation of God. You cannot look at man in how he has been made and formed so intricately and come away with the idea that it just happened. He says right here, it it can't be. If If that's what you do, then you are suppressing the truth. Because the truth is in us god made it plain do you see those words he made it plain if you're not believing that you are actively suppressing the truth and the suppressing the truth will lead to a life of wickedness and that's why i'm saying to you as individuals in the in the church as believers in jesus christ we must read the things that the Word of God says and we, ke- we must live it out because if we suppress it, if we say it's not for us, if we say He didn't mean that, we are going to, we are going to err and we are going to live in wickedness. You say, well, I, you know, wickedness? Yeah, if you're not living for God and you're living a, you're living a sin, then you're living in wickedness. It doesn't matter what comes out of your mouth. Okay. That's it. For verse 21. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Okay? There's a danger in not glorifying God as who He is. <clears throat> there is a danger within the church for people to not acknowledge who God is or to have a wrong idea of who God is. We have a lot of people around the world today, a particular, not, not so much around the world, but here in America. We have people who will stand up in front of their congregations and tell them that all God wants to do is bless them and prosper them and all they have to do is speak the word and, and it'll, it'll come to pass. And we have this health and wealth and prosperity. They call it the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel. It is not a gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is about transformation of the heart. It is about denying ourselves. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you must what? Deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. And they have turned God. I was listening to something the other day where where these pastors, some of these pastors in some of these big churches were t- were talking about how we're gods. We're since we've been made in the image of God, we're little gods. We're not we're not God, but we've been made in the image of God. Therefore, we are little gods, and 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 we just need to start to begin to believe that we're little gods because we can then speak things into existence. Seriously, folks, I'm telling you, they're preaching this stuff. And what they have done, they have not elevated us to God. They have brought God down to us. And God is sovereign and He belongs up there. He he is transcendent. He is above His creation. There's nothing like Him in all of creation. Nothing. He is the sovereign Lord who deserves our worship and our glory and our praise. He is so far above us that Even our thoughts can't imagine what he's like. And we wouldn't know what he was like unless he revealed himself to us. We go on. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Folks, I, I, I just want to read something to you here. I didn't put it up on the screen because it was lengthy. A little, well, it was a little lengthy, and I didn't want to put it all up there. Listen, listen to this. This is from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 44. Uh, you can just make a note. You can read this later. Uh, if you're a fast page turner, you may be able to find it, and, and that's fine. Listen to what it says. It's talking about the blacksmith who makes an idol out of metal or whatever, and then he goes this. He cut down cedars, or perhaps took a cypress or an oak, or planted a pine and the rain made it grow. It is man's fuel for burning. Some of it he takes and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. But he also fashions a god and worships it. He makes an idol and bows down to it. Half of the wood he burns in the fire. Over it he prepares his meal. He roasts his meat and eats his fill. He also warms himself and says, Ah, I am warm, I see the fire. From the rest of it he makes a god. His idol. He bows down to it and worships. He prays to it and says, Save me, you are my god. They know nothing. They understand nothing. Their eyes are plastered over so they cannot see, and their minds closed, so they cannot understand. No one stops to think. No one has the knowledge or understanding to say, half of it I used for fuel. I even baked bread over its coals. I roasted meat, and I ate. Shall I make a detestable thing from what is left? Shall I bow down to a block of wood? He feeds on ashes. A deluded heart misleads him. He cannot save himself or say, Is not this thing in my right hand a lie? Do you see what, what, the, what the Lord is saying to Isaiah? He's saying, you have this block of wood, and he cuts it in half. And one half he burns and uses it to cook his, his meal. And the other half he turns into a god and says, Save me. Now, you and I may smile at that, at the, at, the, at the idea of that. But folks, I'm going to tell you something. When people do not acknowledge God for who He is, and in Paul's day, they would make the images of God uh, to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. But in today, in today's culture, they, they make them in different images, and, and we, make, we may call them Houses, or we may call them cars or we may call them money or we may call them whatever. Whatever they make the image of God into. Sometimes they take the true image of God and they water him down and they make him to look like Santa Claus. He's just sitting up there waiting for us to come and climb up on his lap and give him his, a list of things that we want. And he very, he, just the jolly old man, he just smiles and says, yes, here you are. Here Go enjoy yourself because all I want to do is make you feel good. That's my whole purpose for existence. God Almighty, who created the universe, my only hope is to just make you feel good. God help us if that's our attitude. I know I have to hurry. And I'm, and I'm not going to get done, so we'll just pick up where, I, where we leave off. Listen to what he says. Now listen. And we may have to end on a negative note. Okay? We may have to end on a negative note. I don't like to do that, but we may have to end on that today. Okay. So here's what God says. Therefore, because of all that, because of the, the, the lack of acknowledgement of who God is, The lack of, the the idea that we brought God down and we've made Him into something that He isn't. We We failed to glorify Him as God. Therefore, because of all of that, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. Folks, I want to tell you something. Here it is. Any Any, any, A-N-Y, any sexual impurity is a degradation of your body. Whoa. Any sexual impurity. Now the Bible says this, the book of Hebrews, it says this, Marriage is honorable and the bed undefiled. There is no sexual impurity in marriage. God sanctions it. God says it's it's great, it's fine, it's wonderful, it's what I want. But here He says, "Listen, if you're not going to acknowledge Me as God, if you're not going to, uh, if you're going to think that I'm something that I'm not, you're going to what's going to happen to you is you're going to begin to think that what I'm telling you isn't true." And he says, when you get to that point, he said, I'm just going to let you go. I'm just going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you do whatever your sinful heart desires. And what's going to happen is that sinful heart and those, those evil desires, the wicked desires of your heart are going to lead you into sexual impurity. Because you're, and I'm just going to let you go. And it's just going to degrade your body. The Bible says... The Bible says the body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's what it's designed for. It's designed for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit to live within us. He said, you're going you're to you're have those kinds of attitudes. This is where it's going to lead to a degrading of their bodies with one another. Doing things that were never intended. Now, I don't... You see, he doesn't specify... And you've got to get this. He does not specify or he doesn't enumerate, maybe I should say, he doesn't enumerate what the sexual impurity is. But if you read the rest of the scriptures, you will find out that the only, the only pure sexual activity is between a husband and their wife after marriage. That's it. Period. Everything else is sexual impurity. And you can can name them off. That's fine. I'm I'm not here to do that today. But but anything outside of that is considered sexual impurity. And it is a degrading of the body. And God's going to let them go ahead and do this. Because they just aren't going to acknowledge him. They're not going to listen to what he has to say. They're not going to think about how, how he set things up. They're just ignoring that. He goes, there's where you're going. There's where you're going if you don't pay attention to what I say. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator who is forever praised. Amen. We're going to pick up we're going to pick up with this next week because we're not finished here we're going to go we're going to go through this and we're going to get all we can out of it because folks i want us to understand this and you know what i i spent some time i spent some time this morning as i was preparing this to just and i and I, this doesn't say anything if you decide to do this, this doesn't say anything about your relationship with God. This doesn't degrade your relationship with God. But I think from time to time, every one of us need to take the time to go before God and say, Father, am I seeing you as you really are? And, is is are my thoughts about who you are and what you're like? Are they lining up with how you have revealed yourself in your word? He has revealed himself in his word. He hasn't revealed all of himself in his word, because you and I could never begin to comprehend who he is and what he's like. How do you comprehend someone who can speak A word and the universe is created how do you comprehend that you can't but he has revealed enough of himself in the word so that we can understand his sovereignty his power his might his omniscience his omnipresence his glory everything that we can understand part of that we can understand that part of what he's like is our attitude and our thought about what God is like lining up with how he has revealed himself. That's just simply a question we ought to ask ourselves every now and then because with what is going on around us and in the world today that we that we can somehow it's not that we stop walking with him, it's not that we stop reading his word, but to just check and say to God, "Lord, I just want to make sure that I still have the right idea, the right thought, am I, am I in the truth of what you're like and who you are? Because when we have the truth, folks, when we have the truth and the truth becomes a part of us, it's going to change the way we live. We cannot have the truth and not have it change the way we live if we live by the truth. And I'm just saying, I'm just encouraging you. See, I don't want to I don't want to end in a negative, <laughs> I don't want to end on a negative note. I want, to, I want us to end in a positive way. Listen. Just 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 check with God. Say, Father, am I still, do I still understand you? The way you've revealed yourself? Is there, is there some place where I, I may have strayed away? And he may come back to you and say, no, you're, you're right where you need to be. You, you, you know who I am and you're, and you're walking with me the way I intend for you. Well, and, and then he may say, well, you know what? In this, in this one area here, you, you, you've kind of faded a little bit. Okay, Lord, I'm sorry. Help me to, help me to get back in that focus again. That's how, we, that's how we walk with God. That's how we love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's how, that's how we, we, we hear Him speak and then we obey. That's what that is. It's, it's not easy, but it's simple. And that's what we want to do. We want to walk with God every day in obedience and victory. And we want to, we want to worship Him for who He is. And when you and I are confronted with who the Creator is, we just, we're just naturally going to, literally or figuratively or spiritually, we're going to fall on our knees before Him and worship Him for who He is. If we don't, it's only a matter of time before we find ourselves places he never intended for us to go, and we never intended for us to go. May we walk. May we walk with him with a perfect heart. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your for your warnings to us. There, you're not you're not pointing your finger at us, Lord. You're just simply saying, be alert, be awake. Don't let this happen. Watch out. And we thank you for those warnings. We thank you for the the Spirit that guides us, the Spirit of truth that leads us into all truth. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord, may we may we be checked by the Spirit. May we be nursed along by the Spirit. May we Find the truth, and may we walk in it. Lord, thank you for revealing yourself to us. We do. We look around outside, and we, and we see the things that you have made, the things that you have created, from the smallest insect to the greatest galaxy in the universe. They were all done at your hand. They were all done by your spoken word. The power, the power, that same power that you used to, create, to, to raise Christ from the dead, that power, the Holy Spirit as your agent, that's, the Spirit moved upon the face of the waters, that same power dwells in us. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. May we tap into that power so that me, we may walk with you in victory and in holiness each and every day of our lives. And by allowing your spirit to live the life of Jesus through us, may people see how we react to situations. And may they not just be drawn to us, but may they be drawn to the one who has transformed us, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just want to, as we close today, I just want to pray for... Our the ministries of the church. I want to pray for, for Brother Art and for the EE e. Prison Ministry team. Lord, thank you for allowing us to be a part of that. Thank you for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're seeing the results of the gospel by the lives that are being transformed. Thank you, Lord. We, we pray for the Transitional Center, Lord, and we just pray that next Saturday as we go there and we minister to them, Father, that the truth of the gospel will go out and many will will find it. We pray that not a single girl will leave that place without ever ever knowing Jesus as their Savior. We pray for love serves and we thank you for the good things that they are doing in the Dominican Republic, Lord, by your spirit, the good things that your spirit is doing through them. Thank you for the thousands of lives that are being transformed through the gospel of Jesus Christ. We thank you for our missionaries, Lord, for Chris Garris and for Todd and Shelley Marks. And Lord, we pray for, the, we pray for this one from that Chris is talking about, Lurk Lut. We pray for her. We pray that the, the veil that is over her eyes will be lifted and she will be able to see the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ and that she will be able to embrace the truth of the resurrection of Jesus and come to know you as her Lord and Savior laying aside the superstitions and the the ways that she's been taught that would lead her to destruction. Lord, I just pray that you will open her eyes. And Father, I pray for Todd and Shelly too as they return to the Middle East and they begin to minister to, uh, to, to the Muslim people there. And Lord, I know, I know Todd said one time when he was here in this church, He said, they deserve to hear the truth of the gospel. They do, Lord. They deserve to hear the gospel. But Lord, as he's he's sharing the gospel with them, may they see the Jesus of the Bible and not the Jesus of the Koran. May they come face to face with the Jesus who died for them and rose again. And may they receive him as their Lord and Savior. Lord, we thank you for the way you've been blessing our daycare. We pray, Lord, as as the school year comes to an end and the the summer camp begins, Lord, I just pray for all of those who will be involved in that as they continue to pour out and show to these children the love of Jesus. And Lord, I just pray that through this all, these young people will, will give their lives to the Lord if they haven't already. Thank you, Lord. Guide us and direct us. Thank you for our mothers. As we honor them today, Lord, may you bless them in every way. In Jesus' name, amen.